This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling me to the heavenly. Be seated in heavenly places, just like heaven, just like heaven on earth. To be walking in His favor and graces, just like heaven, just like heaven on earth. Good morning. It is the first Monday of December 2023. And I don't know about you, but this year went by so fast. And as it went by, I remember that I kept trying to do better. I kept trying to prosper. You're listening to Wave 94.1. Heaven on Earth Ministries, talking about Escape to Heaven. Let's start our journey. Servant Marcia here to just bring us to another level. Let's go. Uh, The first thing that the Lord led me to was in the Bible, and it's um, 2 Chronicles. So if you would turn your... Bible to Second Chronicles, we will start the journey of trying to figure out, Lord, how do we prosper when we're so confused? <laughs> There's so much going on. It feels like we're in the end times, and yet we're still living every day. So we have to prosper in order to evidence and prove that our God is a blesser so that we can bless others. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, the 29th chapter, and starting at the first verse. I am really trying to move quickly, and I hope you have your Bible out. We can learn together. It starts out with Hezekiah. Hezekiah became the king when he was only 25 years old. And here's the key. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father, David, had done. So he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. All right, let's stop there. So we want to be prosperous. I have a question. Are you helping any ministry (laughs) to like start over, uh, to keep their doors open so that they can pay their lights, their phone, their mortgage? That's what... Hezekiah did, he looked around and figured out that the house of the Lord was in need and he met that need. So that's step one. We want to prosper as believers, then we have to do it differently than what the world does. Starting at verse four, um, he brought in the priests and the Levites and he said, hear me Levites, which means the priests the people that pray for us, right? Now sanctify yourself, sanctify the house of the Lord God of your father and, you know, make this place holy for our fathers have trespassed it and done evil in the eyes of the Lord God. They forsaken him, turned their faces away from the dwelling place of the Lord 
and turned their backs on him. So they've also shut up the doors and put out the lamps and haven't burnt incense or offered burnt offerings in the holy place to the God of Israel. I want to stop. I want to stop. COVID came and a lot of churches closed their doors and there were um, even a whole lot of activity negatively going on that churches could not hold on and keep it going. Uh, people were no longer attending services physically anyway, and then COVID gave them even more of an excuse. So we have many, 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 many churches, including my own, that have closed down. So we're going on to read what Hezekiah stated to the preachers and the ministers and the pastors of his time period. And he said, They've closed up the doors, they put out the lamps, they haven't burnt incense or offered burnt offerings. Therefore, the wrath of the Lord fell upon Judah and Jerusalem, and he has given them up to trouble, desolation, jeering, as you see with your eyes. For indeed, because of this, our fathers have fallen by the sword, our sons, our daughters, our wives are in captivity. Now it is in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. So for us in this time period, 2023, and even though we hear the wars and we see the wars and the rumor of wars, but remember, Jesus said, don't freak out that this is the beginning of sorrows. So that means that you and I still have to keep our focus on serving the Lord as he has called us to do. And so where are you? When was the last time you called the church and tried to help them? Even if you have no money, you can go, you can clean, you can help serve, you can pray with the pastor. Instead of criticizing every church and every pastor or minister, what if you took the approach that Hezekiah did? And his approach was to wait a minute. Let me turn this around. Let me help my people come back to the Lord. And that's what you and I are supposed to be doing. You want to prosper? Then why not learn how to prosper? And number one, acknowledge that there's something wrong with the house of God, with the body of Christ. And what's wrong? We're not really worshiping as we're supposed to. And so the first thing we have to do is repair the church and sanctify ourselves. And so that is what Hezekiah did. If we move on to 2 Corinthians 29th chapter, 16th verse, we will see that then the priests went into the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it. They brought out all the debris a lot of churches are closed down and they look just like this that they found in the temple of the Lord. Uh, they took it out and took it to the Brook Kidron. That means they threw it away and took it to the landfill. Okay. Now they begin to sanctify on the first day of the first month. And on the eighth day of the month, they came to the vestibule of the Lord. So that means that they actually sanctified themselves and they sanctified 
the house of the Lord. And then they went to the king, Hezekiah, and said, We have cleansed out the house, the altar, the articles, the showbread. That was the first step. You know, we understand, I think, what sanctify means. But for you and I that may not really know exactly what does that mean, I'm going to read what I found. Sanctification in the Bible, it means that, it's first of all, it's God's will, right, for our lives. And sanctification is the process of becoming more like Christ, purifying our hearts, our minds. How do we do that? Repentance. First of all, acknowledge that you have not been what you should be as a child of God, an obedient child of God, as a part of the body of Christ. So repentance, prayer, and spiritual practices, you know, fasting, <laughs> you know, loving, <laughs> forgiving, those kind of things. So sanctification is like a calling to align yourself with God's will, cleanse yourself from sin, like pornography, Okay, guys, we can't do it. Uh, watching almost X-rated movies, we can't do it. Um, just a whole lot of violations that the culture today allows. But as saints and children of God, we are not permitted. You can't have sex and not be married. You have to be married, okay? <laughs> I mean, you don't like to hear it, but I'm here to help. First Thessalonians says that fourth chapter, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, see there, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Second Timothy, second chapter says, therefore, if anyone cleanse himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as wholly useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Saints of God, believers, converted people, it's time for us to get sanctified. <laughs> Colossians, the third chapter, say, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in your sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. So look, it's good to be sexually active, but in the confines and the limitations of a marital relationship. That's all, because then you will prosper. For he who sanctifies in Hebrew, the second chapter, and those who are sanctified all have one source, and um, that's the Father, that's the Holy Spirit. So that's what sanctification is all about, is allowing Holy Spirit to help you become what the Lord himself, what God himself, the creator of heaven and earth, want us to be. He wants us to be set aside for him so he can send us to the lost, you know, send us to those that have no hope so that we can bring the light his light to this world that is filled with darkness. I even heard today that there's 23 million uh, children uh, suffering, uh, living in famine. Uh, I'm like, it's so big, the needs of the world. We are saying famine is coming, but famine is actually already here. You know, Jesus did not lie. In Mark 24, he told us these things would happen. 
So how do I prosper? You're listening to Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, Servant Marcia saying, let's go to heaven. And I'm talking about go to heaven here while we're on earth, okay? And how do we do that? So we've learned that we have to cleanse ourselves, we have to sanctify ourselves, and, and also the environment. We have to restore the, the physical church itself. Um, you know, it's a process. And, and the third thing I figured out was praise, praise and worship. Second Corinthians 29 chapter, let's go to the 25th verse. And so there we learned that Hezekiah, he, he is, boy, what a king, <laughs> what a king. <laughs> 25th chapter, he stationed the Levites, which are the priests, and um, in the house of the Lord with symbols, stringed instruments, harps, according to the commandment of David and Gad, the king's seer, and of Nathan the prophet, for thus was the commandment of the Lord by his prophets. So you will find that prophetic people, one thing they all have in common is praise and worship. And, you know, they are prosperous. Maybe not the way we understand it as common living daily people, but they are prosperous and you want to be prosperous. So let's read this Bible some more. Second Chronicles 29th chapter, 26th verse. The Levites stood with the instruments of David and the priests with the trumpets. My dad used to play the trumpet. Okay. And Hezekiah commanded them to offer the burnt offerings. And then they began with the song of the Lord. Also with the trumpets, with the instruments. So the assembly worshiped. Okay, the singer sang, the trumpeters sounded, and this continued during the offering until it was finished. Now, I don't know, when was the last time you did that? Where you sang and worshiped and praised the Lord even at the same time of giving. A lot of us like to sing and worship, but do you also like to give? So praise, giving, is a part of praise. Oh my. Let's follow the example of King Hezekiah and what he did for the entire nation of Israel, how he turned away poverty and lack and became prosperous. Amen. So um, when they finished the offerings, the king and all who were present with him bowed and worshiped. So we're confused, aren't we? <laughs> we think that singing songs is praise and worship, but not the way how this goes. The Word of God is letting us know that singing and praising is actually a different act of worship. We need to figure out what worship is all about. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to learn with you because I want to be prosperous, and so should you, because there are many people that need to be blessed but they can't get blessed because you're not blessed. Not really. You say you are, but where's the proof? Where's the evidence? Where's the act? You know, just like, I think it was John or somebody said to the Pharisees, uh, go and show fruit of repentance. And I'm saying to you, go show fruit of prosperity. What have you done? 
Moreover, King Hezekiah and the leaders commanded the Levites to sing praise to the Lord with the words of David. So they sang praises with gladness. They bowed their heads and worshiped. Then Hezekiah answered and said, Now that you have consecrated yourself to the Lord, come near, bring sacrifices and thank offerings into the house of the Lord. So now all of the people brought in sacrifices, thank offerings, and as many as were of a willing heart brought burnt offerings. So we learned something else. You don't just give an offering. You give it because you are willing to give it. Second Corinthians 29th chapter. Oh, no, we'll go to the 30th chapter, verse number five. Okay, so after all of that, the king said, well, we need to do a Passover. Passover? Saints of God? What are they talking about? Well, let's find out. So they resolved, they made a proclamation, said we're going to keep the Passover to the Lord God of Israel at Jerusalem because they hadn't done it forever. Okay, so they went around and gathered all the people up. And one of the things that Hezekiah said was, repent, children of Israel, repent, return to the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Notice he didn't say Jacob. And then he will return to the remnant of you who have escaped from the hand of the kings of Azaria. Now, you and I have escaped from the, the kingdom of darkness. We live in today's world. We know the things that we have done. We know where God has brought us from. So we are, we're refugees. We're refugees from the kingdom of darkness and we're citizens in the kingdom of light. And so Hezekiah said, do not be like your fathers and brethren who trespassed against the Lord God of their fathers. And then he gave them up to desolation, as you see. And if you look around, you'll see so many of our friends and people and communities are living in desolation. And maybe you are as well. It's time to repent. Do not be stiff-necked as your fathers were, but yield yourselves to the Lord. Enter his sanctuary, which is now sanctified. He has sanctified it forever and served the Lord your God that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you. For if you return to the Lord, your brethren, your children will be treated with compassion by those who led them captive so that they may come back to this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn his face from you if you return to him. I don't know if you heard that word, but I did. And I'm going to say, look, guys, stop. Let's seek prosperity for real. Okay, let's really do this thing because we can and we now see the path. Repent, you know, run to the father, submit, yield to him and let him teach you how to be prosperous. And then verse uh, 18 and chapter 20, uh, 30 of Second Chronicles, it says, for a multitude of the people, I'm reading the Bible, had not cleansed themselves, even though they ate. <laughs> the Passover. So that's like us. We go to church, we take communion, but what good is it? You didn't cleanse yourself. 
So all of us drinking that wine, breaking that bread, thinking you got it going on and you're, you're in communion with Jesus, it's not real. Why? Because you did not repent. You did not cleanse yourself. That's what it means when it says stop. Take a moment before you do communion. And it doesn't mean keep doing what you did last time and do it again and again and again. No, it means stop. Turn away. That's what it means. Repent. And so that's what they did. And I'm encouraging you and I to do it because Hezekiah prayed for them. He said, may the good Lord provide atonement for everyone who prepares his heart to seek God, the Lord God of his fathers, though he is not cleansed according to the purification of the sanctuary. And the Lord listened to Hezekiah and healed the people. This is an entire nation, guys. So all we have to do is make up our hearts and our minds to be clean. Run from sin. Run. Run to the Lord. Because you say you want to be prosperous, then if you do, be it. And here's the steps. Verse 22 Hezekiah gave encouragement to all the Levites. So someone needs to encourage our pastors, our ministers, our prophets, apostles, our teachers, somebody. Why not you? And that's what Hezekiah did. He gave encouragement to all the Levites who taught the good knowledge of the Lord. And then for seven days, they had their feasts and they offered peace offerings. So what they did is they kept the Passover, I think about two or three times, and they did it with gladness. And and in the Israeli, uh, the Jewish culture, Passover is like seven days. And those that are believers and Christians, you know, we go to church or with one another and we have communion. Why do you, you know, it even tells us to do it as often as we can. But what you have to remember, you personally, is that you have to do it with the gladness of your heart. And and verse 27 says, Then the priests, the Levites, arose and blessed the people, and their voice was heard, and their prayer came up to God's holy dwelling place, to heaven. That's how you get blessed, guys. You want to prosper and you say you believe the word of God. Well, you can't do it the way how the world does it. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. So you have different guidance. And finally, Second uh, Chronicles 31st, chapter verses 20 to 21, then Hezekiah, he did what was good and right and true before the Lord his God. Are you doing that? Are you still operating with deceit in your heart? Moving out, it's not worth it. If you have anger, wrath, unforgiveness, gossiping, causing all kind of confusion, relinquish it. It's not worth it. Instead, be like Hezekiah. And in every work that he began in the service of the house of God, in the law and in the commandment to seek his God. He did it with all his heart. And I want to read the last three words. So he prospered. (laughs) You can prosper. You can be successful. 
it doesn't matter if you're under the bridge right now. Tyler Perry was under the bridge. So that's nothing special or new. But you prospering, well, that's to the glory of God. And that positions you to help so many people. It is time. It is the season. It's open heaven. Wealth is being transferred. What about you? And, you know, just in case you don't know what prosperity means, let me tell you. It means a successful, flourishing, thriving condition. It means good fortune. (laughs) I thought that you found Jesus. I thought that you found the creator God. And if you did, then you should be prosperous. It is your right. It's what it's all about. So that you can be an example of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God as it is in heaven. And now we're here on earth to proclaim it, to declare it, to live it out so that others can see. So prosperity means success. That's what it means in terms of wealth, health, and happiness. I say, let's prosper. Lord, thank you for King Hezekiah. And I pray today, Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this moment, this time. Thank you for this first Monday in December. God, we ask you, Lord, to let December 2023 be the most prosperous month for all of us, Lord God, that's within my Voice, Lord God, release the anointing, the fire, and the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Quicken our spirit. Quicken us, Lord God. Let our spiritual ear hear, and let we have understanding, discernment, wisdom, knowledge, and power, Lord God, to get wealth consistent with your word. We thank you, Lord, for this new release of uh, prosperity. And Father, we expect it to continue until we leave this planet. Bless our descendants. Bless us, Lord God, so that we can bless others. I hope you had a good time hanging out with me this morning, learning how to prosper because you can. May the Lord be with you. I can't wait to be with you again. But remember, I love you. But God, the Father, the Creator, of heaven and earth, Jesus and Holy Spirit, they love you so much more than me. And I'm telling you, hold on to it, run to it, believe it, activate your faith and help the the body of Christ, help the churches, help the ministers, the pastors, sanctify yourself, sanctify those around you and be prosperous in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. May the Lord be with you. Bye.